This is episode 162 of the Focused Mindset Podcast. This week, I have a unique episode coming at you. I'm going to share with you parts of a Facebook Live that I did recently with a group of mothers. I was sharing from my heart about how we process stress and how we can be the best version of ourselves. And I want to share that with you as well. I'm also going to give you several episodes next week because I've had so many things on my heart. I'm going to give you some quick episodes. I've done that before for you where I just get out a bunch of quick episodes on topics that I know that so many families are struggling with. And I'm also going to have some upcoming interviews with some wonderful solution-focused professionals in the field. That's going to be in April. Welcome to this podcast if you're new. If you are new or if you haven't already, don't forget to follow the show. There's a quick drop down on almost any platform you're listening to and you can push follow or uh, make it one of your favorites. And that way, no matter what, this will be one of your favorite programs. My hope is that this solution focused content will help you and your family find solutions to some of life's biggest challenges. So without any further talking and chatting, let's get started. Welcome to the Focused Mindset Podcast. This is the one and only podcast where you can figure out how to sort out your life using the solution-focused approach. You may have heard about it in counseling, but guess what? You can have a mindset that's full of solutions rather than filled up with all of the problems that try and overwhelm us. I'm Cher Kretz. I am a solution-focused life coach and I'm a school counselor. Here, we discuss how you can be the best version of yourself in your home and with the people you love. Jump over to my website, thefocusedmindset.com to learn more about our products and services. Okay, hello, I am live. I'm so excited about being on this and finally figuring it out, (laughs) right? We are here, we are live. Anyone who is listening, please give a comment so I know that you are there. Stephanie and Angie and Shannon specifically give me some feedback on what might be good to talk about today. Thank you for that. And um, many of you guys spoke of being able to, are we going to find balance? Are we, uh, let me see, I'm going to look it up right now as a matter of fact. Um, coping with stress, emotional eating, lots of people talking about the balance of work and home or just life and the stress. And then we talked a little bit about the feeling of loneliness and, uh, and the heaviness sometimes of raising kids when we love being around our kids so much, but we also need our own space. This, these are common things that we all go through. And that's the beauty of a room like this. We can know that we're not alone. We can know that we're in this journey together and we can be real about the things that we actually go through, the things that weigh heavy on our hearts, even when we don't quite understand why or if it should. Sometimes the thing that drags us down the most is when fear grips us and all of a sudden we get stuck in a loop 
wishing and wanting things to be different than they are. And we might not want to admit it, but a lot of times our biggest stress, our biggest concern, our biggest unrest comes from us wishing and wanting things to be different. Maybe it's our child's behavior. Maybe it's how things are going um, in our week that we wish we weren't late. We wish our house was cleaner. We wish we had more time. We wish we weren't so tired. We wish the laundry could just get done already. We're wanting things to be different. We're wishing and wanting. And when we get that, we have this anxiety of uh, unrest. And lately, I've really been focusing on thinking about if we were able to accept, basically unconditionally accept the things that we cannot change, it completely changes how we approach our life. And it takes effort to do that. It takes work to do that because we're change, we are the change agents, us women of our home, and we, we, we need to uh, plan things and create things and make memories happen and make you know photo albums and plan activities. And oh my goodness, we need our kids to be safe, healthy, happy, secure, spiritually grounded. The list goes on and on. But the but the anxiety, when we get anxious and when we get upset and when we're constantly in a, sen- a place of worry, then we are not bringing our best self to the table. So we might be giving them all the things that we're planning, but if we're not giving them our best version of ourself as much as possible, then, then are we really doing what we're called to do, to be able to do all that other stuff we talked about. Many parents will feel guilty because they're like, but I'm not giving my best self. I'm tired. I just can't. And so we're going to look at this from a different type of lens today. We're going to say, how about we put energy into ourselves without feeling guilty, without uh, feeling like you're taking time away from something other that you need to do because taking care of yourself, and I'm not just talking about taking a bubble bath, but taking care of your mindset, taking care of the things that are important to you, it ends up affecting every other part of our life. So that's why I start with saying, what would happen if we had unconditional acceptance for the things that we cannot change? both the, past, the things in the past, the things in the present, and the things in the future. Some of us are caught up with something that happened in the past, and every time we think of it, we, we wish it could have been different. We wish it could have been, you know, I'm not going to let go of that anger and frustration because I was wronged. But the truth is, is that it's eating you up on the inside to hold on to it because it's something that you cannot change. That doesn't mean that you're saying that it was right, whatever happened, But to be able to say, I have unconditional acceptance of that. I'm accepting it and it happened. And I'm going to just breathe easy in that moment of acceptance. What that does is it gives us emotional uh, freedom, really. Freedom from our own emotions that are dragging us down. Why? Wishing it was different. Wishing that something could change that's outside of our scope of ability. All right? I'm thinking about... Um, the change in your everyday life, the things that you know you cannot change. And sometimes we're fooled into thinking 
that we have the power to change our kids. If you guys are still thinking that, well, I don't know. (laughs) We do influence them, but guess what? They are their own being with their own future and their own choices. They make their own choices. You know, you never decided to tell them, you know, when you, when you are a baby, make sure you cry every time you want something. Please make sure you do that. You never taught them that. They cried. It was a choice they made and they continue to make that choice and until they learn to talk and then they make their choices. And then we are in a place of sometimes reacting (laughs) to those choices, right? But in order to take back that reaction time back, we can sit back and be more of a curious, curious about our environment and saying, oh, here is something that I cannot change. I can influence it by the way I act. I can change my reaction to it. Let's say even a child throwing a fit. I can't jump inside their body and make them stop. But what I can do is I can influence it. I can choose how I'm going to act in this moment. I can, whatever I can change, I will put energy into that. But I'm going to completely uh, hands off of the things I can't change. That means you're also having an unconditional acceptance for the things that are going to be happening in the future if you can't change them. That I think is really the beginning of us letting go of so many of the things that drag us down emotionally. I know that uh, for me, I think a lot about my health and fitness journey, and I didn't start working out until quite late in my life. And I love it now, but at the beginning, it was so foreign to me. I thought, this is crazy. Like, what am I doing? I don't eat vegetables and certainly don't work out. But something inside of me said, I want to, I have the power to change that. And I want to just see what the other people live like. And uh, I had shared this story with Farah because when I first met her, I was um, needing to get some exercise in the middle of our pandemic and we went to the park and I was walking around the park with my husband and I saw Vera doing the Zumba class in the middle of the park and I was only catching the very end of it and I was like, what in the world is going on over there? That is absolutely amazing. This is what we need more of in life. People taking initiative and getting out there and doing stuff even though we're in the middle of a pandemic and it was and, and I just was like, forget this. I know they're wrapping up, but I'm just going to go and talk to her. And so I ran over, found Farah, and I was like, you know, the first person I saw that looked like they might be uh, in charge of something. <laughs> and I was like, what in the world is going on here? What are you doing? And uh, she talked to me, and instantly we just were, we felt a connection, right, Farah? <laughs> That's, it, it just was an instant connection. It was so bizarre. And it wasn't like we were meeting a lot of new people back then, right, <laughs> during that time. But um, I was just like, you know what? I cannot walk away without finding a way to connect with this woman. So we uh, exchanged numbers, exchanged social media, you know, how we do. And, um, and then I was like, I need to have her on my podcast. I had started the podcast just before the pandemic. And, uh, and I was like, you know, people making a difference in this world need to be able to have a voice to influence all those other people in this world that are feeling powerless, feeling unsure. And, um, and here's Farah, somebody who uh, was very active, and obviously our gyms were shut down and everything. And 
she was one of those people that that found a way around that obstacle and she found she figured out a way around the obstacle and the more that i figured out you know i found this uh well she obviously invited me to the babe cave and everything i was like well she's just making things happen and i think that's how we both connected because i'm that same type of person too i'm like let's make things happen i saw a gap when i was working with kids I was working with kids and working with kids and I'm thinking, here's the problem with working with kids is that they're walking back into the environment that they're in with the people that are raising them. That's where they wake up at night. That's where they go to bed at night. That's where they spend their time. And I thought, I need to find a way. I'm praying about it. I need to figure out a way that I can move into the space of helping the homes, um, whatever those homes look like, whether it be married, single, whatever it is, these little ones are there and they're trying, they're the ones that are going to change the world. And I want to be able to ha- be a part of that. And that's why I started uh, my podcast, which was first parenting uh, with the focused mindset. And now it's just the focused mindset because I do a lot of teaching everywhere and it's just easier to have it just be the focused mindset podcast. And, um, and Farah is going to record another episode next week. So I'm so excited. <laughs> um, anyways, so after we met in such a unique and crazy way, uh, we, c- we had to jump outside of our comfort zone and just be like, hey, we're going, we're going to connect. We're from two different worlds, essentially, but we have so much in common. And it's an example of the things that we can control. Sometimes we miss the things that we can control. Sometimes we're so caught up in our thoughts and so caught up in our anxiety or this might happen and that might happen and I wish I could, but I don't think I can, that we forget to take leaps of faith and just try things. And it affects our mood. It, it affects who we are. And I shared with Farah that I... Um, I hadn't worked out and now I am and I love it, you know, and I try Zumba, but sometimes I feel like a a giraffe with my long arms and legs flinging everywhere. And she encouraged me to, you know, keep up with my fitness journey. And, And you can see even in that story how, you know, we need to be able to, to be more fluid, not so hard on ourselves and be open. And I really think that starts with letting go of the things that we absolutely cannot have any control of. And it's a lot more things than we think. And we need to step back and take a breath and say, really, can I control this though? If we can't, then choose to say, I'm going to give myself freedom from that. And then once you do, things will, different thoughts have room to come into your life and you can think different thoughts like, hey, maybe I can start a, a, a group for moms. Hey, maybe I can start like, like I think it was Shannon, right, that started, uh, has a group of her own for special needs parents. Hey, maybe I can do some things that are going to fulfill my life. There's one thing that doesn't change and that's that I am me. I am me and I am in charge of me. Before I was married, after I got married, while I have kids, you feel like, ah, my life is now weighed down and it's all about the kids. But at the end of your journey of raising your kids and they choose to go off and do what they're going to do, you will still be you. And what kind of you do you want to be? 
if you want to be a stressed out disaster that's thinking about all the worries and what ifs and scared and sad if they're not doing just what you want, then cultivate those thoughts in your mind. Go for it. But if you really would rather be a person that is easygoing or, you know, you got to make your own list. What kind of person do you want to be? Because you're still going to be you. So in even in the worst of times or the best of times, the one thing that you can choose is who you would like to be in that moment. And I remember one of my worst of times. I remember it so vividly that I wrote about it in a, a journal that I have on Amazon. I'm starting to uh, put journals on Amazon. And this one's my most popular, 30 Days to Higher Hopes. And it's a writing journal where I do some writing. I have prompts there. I have lots of opportunities for you to explore your thoughts um, so you can really bring out your hopes. Because why did I choose 30 Days to Higher Hopes? Well, hope is a huge predictor of whether we're going to have a happy life if we have hope. Now, I know that we can have hope in heaven. We can have hope in our family. We can have hope in things. But I'm talking about hope in general. We begin to think, do I have a feeling of hope towards the things in my life? Or do I have a a feeling of fear? Which am I choosing? Because it's very difficult for those two things to live in the same space. So I wrote 30 Days to Higher Hopes using a solution-focused approach, which is the type of counseling that I use to help people in 30 days or right as soon as they start, you start writing in it to help you reframe these thoughts like we're talking about. So you can say, you know, these, this is the type of person I'm going to begin with the end of mind that I want to be for my family so I can influence them, so I can have peace, so I can let go of my guilt about not eating quite right, or I still have so much weight to lose, or, you know, all these thoughts that just flood our mind. And in the book, I wrote about how, why am I putting out journals and all this type of stuff. And one of the things I mentioned is that I was inspired to journal back. Have you guys ever, um, do you remember the book, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. If you remember that, it is a, a book that I read back when I was probably sixth or seventh. I think it was like seventh grade. And the reason why is because I would just really got into reading the year that my parents divorced. And that was when I was in seventh grade. And I noticed that okay, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. It's basically a lot of journal entries entries from this girl, Margaret. And I thought, well, you know, if it's helping Margaret, then maybe it will help me too. (laughs) And I started journaling. And journaling has been a huge part of helping my mindset. I believe that it is responsible for a lot of the best choices that I've made and also helping me realize some of the things I need to take accountable for and change. So I decided to... um, make some of my own as I, you know, because I thought, gosh, as I'm coaching, they don't really have all the solution focused stuff I want to have people write about. So there you go. And I'm going to read part of this journal to you. It's a memory of when hope wasn't leading my life and what I did to change it. There was a time when hopelessness was leading my life. I was overwhelmed at work I was exhausted by the time I got home. I felt stuck and frustrated. Day after endless day, I went through the motions. I knew I was off course in life, but my hopelessness kept me in a slump. One morning before work, I sat in my car with my thoughts swirling. Life seemed to be too hard. 
I couldn't even bring myself to get out of the car. Instead, I just put my head on the steering wheel, and I wished I could disappear. As hope faded, I sat in silence, and I began to pray. Are you there, God? It's me. Share. Help me find a better way. And at that very moment, I heard an answer. Share. You don't have to do it all. You simply have to make the next right choice. And this changed my life. I lifted my head and I said out loud, I can make the next right choice. And I began moving forward. Every day I felt stress. I asked myself, what is the next right choice? And then I set out to do it. And from that day forward, I've asked myself that question whenever I feel stuck. What is the next right choice? Each time I do, my vision for my future becomes clear and my actions become intentional. This mindset shift has helped me navigate my life by making decisions that align with my values. My life began to move in a different direction. I landed a new position at work. I found peace in my home again. I began living an authentic life uniquely meant for me. On the road to life, you have control of where you go. You can look ahead at where you intend to go and choose the direction. That portion is just a moment in time. But I think it's a moment in time that we all sometimes share where we just get to a place where we're like, can I go on? But I just want to encourage each of you that after we choose acceptance, the next thing we can do is say, I am in control of me and I can make the next right choice. I don't have to plan out my entire life perfectly right now, but I can make the next right choice. And those next right choices begin to reframe your thinking into into believing that it can happen. It's just like when you begin to work out and I was so scared and then I drove into the parking lot and then right out of the parking lot, didn't even go into the gym the first time I intended to work out. It has to do with us saying, okay, but you know, I drove into the gym, uh, at least in the parking lot. <laughs> and then the next day I'll head into the actual, you know, uh, place and slow, you take steps forward and it's amazing what that unlocks. Cause it tells you, Hey, you did that. If you did that, you can do the next thing. And then you begin to control the person that you actually can control. And that is you. And you can feel great about that because you're not always going to make the right choices. Heck no, of course we don't. But it's easy to, easier to take ownership when you say, I can't change what happened, but I can change what I'm doing right now. And it's a f- emotional freedom is something that women need to practice because we're used to holding on to everything. That saying of saying like, we wear so many hats. Yeah, we wear so many hats. And that saying didn't come from nowhere. Women from, you know, beginning of time has been doing everything. It feels like sometimes you're like, I have to juggle everything. But let your mind take that time to notice what's going on around you. Have mindfulness, be in the moment and realize that the time that I give myself to let go of the things I cannot control and think actively and intentionally on the next thing I need to do that's right it changes everything in our life. Our mindset can shift. We're changing and growing people, just like everyone, uh, all of your family around you are. You are too. And it's up to you to decide which way you're changing. Now, when you think about 
action. I really think taking action in the moment is important. It's a great way to get rid of our swirling thoughts, right? So if your thoughts are swirling, exercise changes it. Reaching out to someone changes it. Doing something changes it. So if you've been thinking as we're talking about something you need to change, something popped in your in your mind and you're like, I can do that one next thing, do it. You know, I mean, goal setting and also habit forming, you know, there's so many books on habits. You don't have to write down 50 habits and you have to change everything. Start by just changing one thing. As we wrap up, I just want to encourage you to take it easy. It's okay to take it easy. It's okay to give yourself a break. It's okay to let go of the things you cannot change and make one step forward towards what you know that you can change. And um, it's a simple message, but it's one we need to be reminded of. Uh, I thank you so much for Farah, especially just for allowing me to come and talk and have this moment to really live in my, this is what I love to do. You know, I was like, I couldn't say no when I read that post. I'm like, I love talking to people about these type of things of how we can change our mindset. It's my favorite. (laughs) Um, Some of you have already asked me about my podcast. I'd love to have you a part of that. I also, like Farah, I have a email community that you can be a part of. And it's, uh, the link is there at bit.ly slash sharecredsinfo or at my website, thefocusedmindset.com. You can head over there anytime and get all the information on what I do. And I appreciate the time that we're able to spend here today. And uh, I guess we're going to get going. Bye-bye. Before you go, don't forget to check the show notes where I'm going to leave the links to my social media and the different places you can find me. And I want to invite you to be a part of my email community. It's absolutely free. And this year I'm doing so much writing and so much reflecting, and I want to send things directly to you. I send the special notes to my email community and you can email me right back. You have a direct line to ask me questions without any barriers of a website or anything. Check the show notes for that link or go to thefocusedmindset.com. And if you click on getting the journal prompts, you also automatically are able to be a part of my community. And if you're interested in supporting this program, there's three ways to do it. One, make sure you're following this program so it comes up as one of your favorites. Two, share it either on your social media or with someone you love straight to their email. And the third is to leave a review. And I love reading those. By supporting this program, we're helping people be solution-focused. See you next week.